0: I'm Steve Juke, and this is the Two Roads Podcast. Welcome to episode 45 of the podcast. Today, I'm gonna talk about something that I've actually never really talked about before, and something that is a bit of a secret weapon for me. So about five years ago, I started making lists, and I got a bit obsessed with them. And I have seven lists that I keep that have ended up being a bit of a secret weapon for me. They've helped me figure out exactly what I wanna do, with my career. They've helped me land jobs and clients and opportunities that I honestly never would have even imagined. And they've also helped me just enjoy my work a lot more and get a lot more meaning from it. And to be honest, even just in my general life, like have a lot more fun and have a lot more adventures and do a lot more of the stuff that I like. And so there's these seven lists that I keep and I've been keeping them for like a really, really long time, building to them, building them, reflecting on them. And so today, I'm actually going to break down each of these seven secret lists that I keep. I'm going to read out some examples from them, not all of them, and I'm going to tell you basically how you can use them in your own career and your own life. So that's the plan for today's episode. Let's get into it. Shout out to all the motherfuckers that don't give a fuck about us. Now we here, alright. Yeah. So the first list that I keep is called my win sheet and does it ever happen to you when you're applying for a job and or you know you get asked for your CV or you're like hey send me a few bullet points on what you did and you go to do that or you're updating your LinkedIn and then you're like I cannot remember anything that I did in this job like I know I was working I know I had successes but like actually can't remember of it and I certainly can't remember any of the details so your win sheet is one way to get around this basically you start this list I call it my win sheet and in this I just add all of the wins that I get like in work or outside any specific achievements that I have um little like Victories that I have in work or outside of it. And what I do is I add in all the details around them. So, like, I add screenshots to it. I add like specific numbers. I add like, what did I actually do? How did that work out? And this is like helpful for a few things. So, one, when it comes to building your CV or updating your LinkedIn, you have all of the details. You won't remember them. And if you've left the company, like, you kind of can't go back and get the actual details. So, when it comes to doing that, it's way easier to have this wind sheet and just use that to fill in those details so you know that's going to help you land jobs it's going to help you win deals whatever else it is the second thing is is that it actually is really helpful for discovering your strengths so once you've been kind of keeping this wind sheet over time you can look back on it and you can reflect on okay well what are the common trends here you can kind of analyze each of the wins it's like oh, well, what did i do here that was good um what are my strengths as a result of that and you start to get this like picture of what your strengths are and we know that like a lot of the evidence shows that being good at your job is one of the biggest predictors of job satisfaction and so if you know what you're strong at that can kind of be one signpost for what you should do with your career which is really helpful and the last one is is that it's a reminder for when things get hard right so everybody goes through these lulls where like oh i'm actually not that good or I really don't think I can do this or these kind of periods of doubt. But if you've got this windsheet, like I have mine open in front of me here now and it makes you feel really good when you read back on it, right? Because you just read through it and you're like, oh, yeah, I did do that. That's awesome. <laughs> and it gives you that little like pep of confidence and you can go there when you're feeling like a little bit down. So here's an example of one of the things that I have in my windsheet. So when I was at Wayflower, we were recruiting a lot of people. And this is in like, you know, 2021, 2022. And it was like super hard to like recruit top talent. And we wanted to get really, really good people. And I was trying to lead this team and build it out and hire people. So I was trying to get creative and how can I find people? How can I kind of break through the noise here and offer them something? And so what I ended up doing was going to this like Slack community that I was part with, with a lot of like growth and marketing professionals. And I wrote this kind of like crazy post that i put into this slack because a lot of people would write in there it's like oh hey i'm hiring for my team whatever else and you know basically nobody would engage with it but i wrote this kind of like quirky like weird message in just to like try and grab people's attention and it worked essentially i ended up setting up 15 calls from it and i hired one of the people through this random message and so this was like oh this was a great example of a time when i was creative it was a time when you know i did practical skills like copywriting with this message and I kind of thought outside of the box as a way to to hire people and so if ever I'm asked about creative things I've done or whatever I've done to kind of like find top talent or recruit a team I've got this thing and honestly I'd forgotten I'd done this like only when I opened up my win sheet today and I started looking through it, I was like, oh yeah, I did do that. So that's an example of some of the things you can keep in your windsheet. It can be a big thing. It can be a small thing. It's super helpful for kind of having that evidence when you go to apply for a job or a new opportunity. It guides your strengths. And then also it's just a great little pep talk for yourself if you ever need a little bit of confidence. So the next list that I have is called my lessons learned list and this is a bit of a different one to the wind sheet. so the wind sheet is stuff i did well the lessons learned stuff this is this is stuff i did wrong or i certainly made a mistake but it's really really helpful you know if you want to get better like it's so this is obvious right but it's so okay to like make mistakes and to fuck up like you're gonna do that especially if you're pushing yourself and you're trying hard but obviously the thing that matters is like do you learn from it but you forget stuff you know you might learn a lesson but a lot of the time you learn it but you forget about it and then you make the same mistake again and that can happen and so really what this like lessons learned list is about for me is about trying to avoid me making the same mistake twice because I'm okay making the mistake once I just don't want to make it twice or a third time I want to be able to learn from that and move on so essentially whenever I do something and it doesn't work out as I planned or I realize ah I actually fucked up there I add it to my things I've learned list, my lessons learned list. And then it's a really helpful way for me to reflect on this. Again, it's also super helpful if you're applying for jobs and like, oh, like, you know, you're asked about how you think about like progression or how you think about like what's a tough lesson that you've learned. This is actually a question I always ask in interviews. Like, you tell me about something, something that you learned recently, like about yourself or a mistake that you made and how you kind of reacted to it. And so like some of the stuff that I have in here is like, really small like practical things like i have this one thing that happened to me where i'll read it out for you what the list what's in the list but i basically said like when someone puts time into something in work make sure that you give them a chance to fully explain it before giving feedback to them and so where this came from with me was somebody on my team had came to me with this piece of work we were on a call and they kind of presented it and you know Without really giving them like the full time of day to explain the whole thing, I just jumped straight in. I started giving him feedback on the document and being like, I think we should do it this way instead. And, you know, not being harsh, like being constructive. But I noticed that he had actually kind of gotten upset about it. And what I realized is that I hadn't given that person a chance to explain their reasoning and their point of view first. I just jumped straight into giving this person feedback. And they'd obviously spent a lot of time working on it. And I was like, ah, shit, shouldn't have done that that's okay it's going in my lessons learned list i'm writing it down and i'm not going to make that mistake again and i tag this list as well right so i kind of have it like tagged with this as like a management like leadership and communication kind of thing as well um or it could be something really big right like i've got one thing in my here in my list here which is just like when you're hiring for marketing teams make sure you hire people with big energy and i thought i found that really really true especially in startups you need people who are going to drive things they need to be kind of like the the beating heart of the marketing team and marketing is a lot about energy right and like driving stuff and i just realized like it's a really simple thing for me to think about if i'm ever hiring for a marketing team as well again it's like think about making sure that i hire people with big energy it can also just be like self-reflection things about things that you are good at or not good at so i have one here which is that i'm terrible at details and accuracy like really i'm really awful at it like i will launch stuff with typos all over it i will make mistakes i will send stuff at the wrong time and um, it's just not my natural strength to be like detail oriented um, and once you realize this about yourself like then you can make a decision about what you want to do with it you can say okay i need to go and solve this or you can say look i don't think it's worth really solving it or i've pushed it as far as i can but i'm going to find other ways to mitigate it so whether that's kind of putting in systems or processes so that you know other people essentially check my work um or something else. But once you're aware of it and it goes into your lessons learned list, then you can do something with it. So I love this list. I'm always adding to it. Um, I even had like, a, I did like three or four, like last week, um, which is really helpful. And it's just a really nice list to like reflect back on and realize, you know, some of the lessons that you've learned along the way because you forget about them otherwise. Okay, so that's the first two lists. I've got my, you know, my win list and then I've got my lessons learned list. The third one is my good time journal i've talked about this on the podcast before but it really is one of my favorite things to keep and anybody who i've introduced this to tends to love it as well it's so your good time journal is basically just a list of things that you enjoy doing um usually work focused but this can be anything that either energizes you engages you or where you find yourself in flow and the great thing about the good time journal is when it comes to figuring out what it is you wanna do next, or trying to make a decision about what you wanna do, this is a really, really good signpost because this is just like this document that shows you all of the different things that you found energy in, that engaged you, that you know you were in flow in. And essentially, when I think about my career and like how I design my own life, I basically just wanna be doing as many things that are on my good time journal as possible. And so that's how I think about it. And the great thing, about keeping this list over a continuous basis is that you just pop stuff in there like as it crops up. It's actually way more difficult to kind of sit down and try and write this list or any of these lists thinking backwards and trying to think of moments where you were engaged or a moment where you learned something. Your memory just isn't going to be able to pick up all of those things. But in a moment, I can be like, oh my God, I actually really enjoyed doing that or I'm feeling really energized after that thing. I should definitely add it to my good time journal and what you should do then on top of it is like write some reflections on it so okay well why why do I think I enjoyed it what was it about it who was I with what was I doing and then you can start to draw out common themes across each of those things that are in your good time journal so a couple of things that I've added to this recently is I wrote this essay I actually haven't released it yet because it's perhaps a little controversial but um it was kind of this like statistical analysis of some of the work that like Stephen Bartlett and um, does with like his um ad testing and thumbnail testing for his podcast, which um I basically ran the numbers on it and I'm like pretty sure it's bullshit. Um so I wrote I kinda like did this analysis uh one evening and like wrote this essay on it and it's just in like a Word doc and I shared it with a couple of friends and I was like I just lost like 2 hours of my evening doing this thing like after work and I really really enjoyed it and so that goes in my good time journal. Another one as well was that I noticed, you know, we've just finished up the the first cohort of the Divergence program and I've added to my good time journal that like presenting the live sessions like every single week. I loved it. At the end of it I was like, "Oh my god, like an hour is up, like I've completely lost track of time." And I really kind of liked that challenge of, you know, coming up with engaging content and presenting it in a way that is engaging and taking feedback from people each week and then going out the next week and trying to make it even better again. And so, you know, when I come to the next point where I'm trying to decide what I want to do, I can just look back on this and I can have a really good insight into the types of things that I enjoy and that I don't enjoy. Now, the fourth list that goes with this is actually my bad time journal. So this is a bit obviously more negative, but I think it's really important, right? It's the opposite to a good time journal. You want to put in the things here that like really are energy sucks for you or life sucks. Things that you do here like, oh my God, like that was tedious. I do not want to do that. I just feel really shitty after it. Um, I do this I started doing this as like a yearly thing where uh, at the end of the year, I'd basically write a list of all the things that I liked that year at a big level, and then all the things that I didn't like doing. I think this is like a Tim Ferriss um, exercise. And then what he would say is like, okay, rank the top five things that you really didn't like doing this year, um, and then write them out, put them on a sticky note, and stick them on your fridge. And your job for the first month of the new year is to just not do these things really be very strict about protecting yourself from doing them and so i had that there's a couple of things up there there was a couple of people like that i found that i really didn't enjoy hanging out with they just made me feel shit about myself and um, and so i was like that's it fuck it i'm not spending any more time with that person and i just put it on my fridge and i just like completely stopped and you know they've messaged me being like oh like let's do this whatever and i was like no. I like no you know and in my head i was like you made me feel really terrible about myself and I never hang out with you so i'm not going to do that and um, so anyway this is like the bad time journal um it can obviously be, be big things like that or even like more small things um and it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to eradicate 100 percent of the things in your bad time journal but again it's a really helpful signpost right like i find i find like big calls with kind of no agenda that are very like processy like i'm just sitting on a zoom call for like an hour and not really engaging i hate them i really hate them and i don't I, I get off those and i'm like oh my god like shoot me this is I'm, I'm drained but also just like completely fed up um and so i just don't want those things right um again we can't eliminate all of them but it's another helpful signpost for figuring out what we want to do and that's what your bad time journal is all about <music> Okay, that's my first four lists. The fifth one that I have is what I call my people I want to work with list. And this is actually a pretty selective list. There's not too many people on this because I try and keep a really, really high bar for it. But what I learned when I was at McKinsey, actually was actually when I left McKinsey. When I left McKinsey, what I realized was that one of the biggest things I enjoyed about that company was not necessarily the work or the lifestyle or anything like that. It was the people I worked with I loved working with these like smart creative hard-working people who were also you know really emotionally intelligent and just good people to work with and I realized that you could be doing something really really shit which often we were like working really really late in some boring deck or some boring analysis but it was fun because you're doing it with really really good people and so I realized that what was important for me was to work with great people. I just found that so fulfilling. And so I started this list, which was like basically people that I would really, really want to work with. And you realize that you don't come across these people too often in your life. Maybe you've had a chance to work with them in the past. Maybe you know them you know, socially or through another circle and you're like, this person is just a, a good person. I could really see myself working with them. And And I just kind of add them to this list. And I'm like, if ever I get the opportunity to to work with you, um, I'm gonna take it because I think it would it would be a lot of fun. And so this is like a very long term focused list because it's not like I'm gonna go out, you know, next year and like try and hire all of these people. Like I can't do that; it would be unrealistic. They live all over the world; it's crazy. But it's more just like to realize, hey, these are the these are the people that if I get the chance to work with, I'm gonna take. And if ever I get the chance to you know bring them into a project that i'm working with i'm going to take that too and so that's what i do with the the people i want to work with list. these people are rare there's not too many on it i'm obviously not going to say who's on it and but even just looking at the list and thinking about working with these people i get pretty excited The second last list that I keep is um, I don't have the catchy name for this one, but it's called like basically the interesting people and in organizations list. And so this is like if you know that you're interested in a in a specific area. So right now, you know, the area that I'm really interested and passionate about is mental health. And so I want to kind of build my network within that. And over time, you know, I'm kind of committed to to this industry over like a longer time period. And so. I want to know like who are the interesting people in this who are the interesting organizations in this industry because they're the ones who are gonna you know create or present opportunities for me in the future and so I basically just keep this this list and again I, I think with all of these you need to try and keep like a high bar for it right like you don't want to just be adding everything and everyone onto this list otherwise it's like a bit meaningless you do want to be curating it to a point but this is a great list for me because I kind of use it to um, for a couple of things like one is super helpful just as a reminder of like oh yeah such and such is doing that and that can come up in conversation when you're talking to like another person or you can make introductions and making introductions is a great way to put yourself at like the center of a new conversation especially if you're baking into a new industry and then on the organization side it's a really helpful way for you can like track these organizations to see maybe they'll have jobs in the future or even just to kind of like track how they're going and so it's just kind of this like list that I use. For like, okay, these are like some cool people, some cool organizations in the space that I'm interested in. Let me keep an eye on them, and let me kind of make sure that I'm continuing to build relationships with them. If I see opportunities there with them, I'm going to track them, and I might jump on one if they come up. But it's just, um, it's just I find it a helpful list. And with some of these, it's like I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to use it in the future necessarily, but I. i I enjoy keeping it and i think it's um it's a long-term kind of play um but it's helpful in kind of compounding my you know my my strengths and my position within a new industry when i get into it those six ones that i've talked about they're pretty professionally driven right a lot of it is around kind of career and yeah the lines blur because you know it's not just about quote unquote succeeding in your career it's also about having fun you know that's a lot of what the good time journal about or even kind of the people i want to work with List like that's that's all about kind of increasing the satisfaction that i get from work not just about you know progressing necessarily but the last list is not really about work and it's also the least original list that i keep and it's a bucket list and i fucking love it because i started this uh, i mean a while ago and I really like it as something to kind of force me into longer term thinking and longer term planning. I love looking forward to stuff and I realized that for a long period, I wasn't planning far enough ahead to like look forward to something. So I would work and I'd be too busy. To really like plan anything. And then I'd be like, shit, like holidays are around the corner. It's like, okay, what will we do? Like, where will we go? And I just kind of book something in. But then I'd be too busy even between booking and going to it to like start looking forward to it. And so it kind of like reduces this, the enjoyment of it because you don't have this like really fun, like looking forward to it build up. But then also, I would find like I will kind of like rush onto these holidays and like they wouldn't be, wouldn't be like necessarily planned or anything like that. And so I love a bucket list as a way to kind of keep me focused on on longer term things. And and it helps to build that excitement for something. And I love that. And so I have this bucket list. It's obviously like classic bucket list stuff on it, but then it doesn't have to be crazy either. Like some of it can just be like small things or even like little personal achievements that you wanna have. And, and then you can start to build them in. And a cool thing that I've started to do recently is to kind of have a subset of this list um that i share and i share it with my brother and kind of we haven't got there yet we just started it but our deal was like hey these are things that are you know on both of our bucket lists that we want to do and we're going to try and do one of them each year so we're going to agree the year beforehand it's like okay this is the one we're going to go and do this year and then we make it happen and you know if you've got a year or more to plan something you can make it happen like you definitely can a lot of the times this stuff doesn't happen because you try like too late to organize it but it's um it's been a lot of fun and i've started to take a couple of things off it and i've really enjoyed them and it feels so good to work towards these things over time one of the big ones i had on my list was to go to a rugby world cup and you know me and my friends we bought the tickets for this year's rugby world cup like i think three years ago right and then we spent essentially those three years like looking forward to it. We obviously forgot about it for a good stint. And then we were planning it. And and I was able to plan with my friends who We went and we spent like two months in France. We traveled all over France. We had friends come visit us. You know, we rented Airbnbs. We went to cool places. We spent time in Paris. And I was like, because I'd been planning it that far and ahead, I was able to do it really well. But then I was also able to get such enjoyment out of it because I... I'd been looking forward to it. And it's a really nice feeling to look forward to something. So that's the last one. It's a bucket list. It's the least original. But you know what? Career, work, yeah, it's important. Of course, it's what this podcast is largely about. But we get so much meaning and satisfaction from the things that we do outside of work. And a bucket list is a list that helps me to do that. Okay, that is all for this week i went through those seven lists They're basically the my seven secret lists that i keep full of interesting stuff i've got my wind sheet i've got my lessons learned i've got my good time journal my bad time journal i've got my people i want to work with lists and then i've got my interesting people and organizations list and then finally i've got my bucket list so that's it i hope you enjoyed this episode of the two roads podcast I'd actually be super interested to know like what lists you keep um, or if you end up trying out any of these ones and adding any of these ones into into your own kind of list keeping uh, and if you use them at all. So if you do, follow me on socials, LinkedIn. It's just my personal profile, Steve Duke. And then on Instagram, you can get me at the Two Roads Pod. And let me know. Send me a DM. I love when people DM me. I get, you know, a few of them after each episode or people are like, oh, like I like this or... Well, nobody really tells me they didn't like something. But if you didn't like something, you can tell me that too. That's okay. But let me know what you enjoy. Let me know what you don't enjoy. And send me a message. I'd really appreciate it. And I always get by to them. But other than that, I will see you next week for episode 46 of the Two Roads Podcast.